You are listening to the Uncovered Canvas Podcast, and we'll be right with you. something like that it's just awkward but you know what's not awkward hero this word from our sponsor uh <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say you know what's not awkward the first the nice little snippet of beta chip which is what we're actually talking about today <laughs> yes so you're supposed to have questions prepared so yeah. i can talk about specific things change it up a bit because last week i kind of had you know you and i or i was mostly just uh here's a question let me you know throw in a couple words here and there and then just you explain them all so let's bounce we can bounce back and forth with this thing yeah treat it more like a typical episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so what ends up happening is earlier during the week i checked out the actual little snippet of beta chip that we do have the uh what do you what would you call it the preview pages the pilot the one shot what, what would uh that snippet you uh created would be it's a pilot for sure that's the pilot that's not technically yeah. chapter one just uh here's what the series is gonna be like yeah, it was made for the the webtoon call to action contest. Mm -hmm. But I was also going to college and then taking a storyboard course at the same time. And so timing really just didn't work out. It was a huge commitment, way more than I thought it was. And I wasn't making the kind of progress that I was hoping to. Okay. And like in hindsight, it makes perfect sense that that wouldn't have worked. But in the moment, I was really disappointed in myself not being able to make it. But we got the task contest going on right now by Katakawa, who's looking for webtoon stuff. So that's what that's what I'm rekindling this for. Yeah, specifically webtoon, right? They're not trying to find more manga stuff. They're they're looking for webtoon stuff, right? Yeah, tower comic stuff. Yeah. Okay. I guess they're trying to you know go deeper in that medium now that uh you know Tapastic and webtoon are really I don't want to say dominating the market, but they're clearly you know the they're top leaders. Yeah. Yeah. The industry leaders. So I see that there's another credit on this. So it's mm -hmm. you and another individual? Yeah, my co-writer and roommate, Delphons. Ooh, okay. So you got yeah. two people working on this project. It'll definitely lighten the load when it comes to understanding the story, world building, getting some ideas flowing. And oh, also yeah. just bouncing back ideas to make sure that you have, like, not an editor per se, but someone that can double check certain ideas and be like, is this a good idea? Nah, that's that that's garbage. That's cringe. That's yeah. That's draft one bait that should have gotten cut. Why is this still in the original draft type deal? Not only that, but he's like uh he's like a connoisseur of proxy battle series. So he's seen mm -hmm. everything from Pokemon to Digimon to Metabots to Mega Man, and he's played all the games and so he's like real deep into all of these different places. So it's like an indis indispensable resource for when it comes to developing our own proxy battle series, because he can make compares and see what works and what doesn't work and what's unique and what's not unique and that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, we're very confident because of that, that beta chip is a totally unique property. Yeah. Uh, from what I was getting, it's familiar, but different enough that I can say, Hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously this was the pilot. So 
we're talking because it's a webtoon format. How much? How many pages was that? Like you said, you said previously seven or eight. Yep. It's yeah, about. For... Um, I have the actual metrics here. If part of paneling goes, mm-hmm. it is currently at one hundred and thirty-one panels because uh, I added a section from a previous edition. Okay. So, however, so webtoon people that know this stuff, however, that translates to pages, you know for sure. It's not full finished, but it is at its core. This is the core of the series right there, and it's definitely a pilot. Which yes, you all know what? It was simple, but it was fun. Yeah. One, uh, uh, one bit that I actually thought, like, uh, you don't see a lot is oh, there's a, gl- uh, you, get invi- you get invincibility frames when you taunt. Yeah. And all I can think is, dude, this is one of the few series that actually do video game esque things with people that play video games. You have so many. Um, it's like the difference between uh, I forget the series, but I believe it's a Chinese series in which the main character is like over, like he's overpowered, but because he knows the game so well, instead hmm. of like your Kirito that just has plot armor. It's not solo leveling. I'm trying to remember what it was. Hardcore leveling warrior. Something like that where the yeah. dude gets kicked off of, like, the pro team, so he has to start back from level zero. Yeah, that's because... hardcore leveling warrior. Yeah. It... Mm-hmm. Sorry, if it... explain it, because it's actually a really fun series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hardcore leveling is a fantastic, fantastic webtoon series about this guy who gets into... You know, he's played this game professionally, this MMO, for, like, so many years. It's, like, this dream-like thing where you, like... um. You go to sleep and then you enter the game world and then you can operate and do whatever. And he gets into a fight at like his peak in prime and ends up losing that fight and everything associated with him. So he loses all his gear, his status, everything, and has to restart at zero because the company he works for owns the account, so to speak. Yeah, like kind of like VTubers. Yeah, exactly. And so now they kick him to the basement. He was originally in the penthouse of the building. They kick him to the basement and he's got to just work his way back up by playing this game but like he's at a disadvantage because everybody knows who he is and even though he knows the game well there's like a bunch of parties who are like working against him like the company who owns the game and you know other things and so he he gets himself a little party to help him kind of go along it's a relatively simple concept you know the tower of babylon type thing you start at the top you get kicked to the dirt you gotta climb to the top again you know so it's nice because a lot of whenever you have series that want to do the enjoy the thing you end up just getting something that's like well i i wanted a game thing i didn't want this so uh an example of there's a a there's this series of kits like buildable model kits called frame arms girl Mm. it's a buildable mechamusume type thing so that series got its own little anime and it was i mean just dumb slice of life fun i guess with like the the frame arm girls being sentient Mm. it's a it's an okay watch. I'm not saying it was incredible or anything. I like the fights were okay-ish. And like the transformation sequences are still cool. I still remember them. But the best parts of the show was her one friend literally doing the thing. She's building stuff. She's building kits. She's building model stuff. Like her entire room is decked out in model kits. She has a little airbrush station. She has her paint. She has all of that stuff. 
And here I'm thinking the best part of the show was the two minutes that she's on screen doing that because that's what the actual hobby is. Yeah. In the Gundam build series, some of the best parts of the show is them actually going through and getting different kits and kit bashing the new Gundam they're going to use for the show. If you're going to enjoy the thing, enjoy the thing. Like, don't skip over it. If you're going to be doing the video game stuff, do video game stuff. And I got super excited when I see something like that because it's only a fighting game fan would really be like, oh, yeah, no, not many people taunt in this. So you wouldn't know about the the invincibility frames. And he abuses the hell out of it. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, no, he's scrubbing the shit out of this. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the, the message that we wanted to kind of deal with as a... Um as a rivalry between these two characters, right? Is like one of them is a professional player who's lost the concept of fun. And so he becomes like a scalper for the um, special chips that they use. They're called alpha chips. That essentially, it's like, think of them like random items in Smash Bros, mm -hmm. right? Professional players hate them because they just change the way that the game operates. Right. And so, but if you, if you have these as like a commodity that you can buy in stores, obviously the professional players are not going to be happy about that. And so he... He ends up buying them all up to get them out of the market using his pro earnings and stuff like that. And then the other kid, Benny Baker, the main character, Jeez. is all about having fun and enjoying the game as much as possible, but getting so good at it because you spend as much of your life with it as possible, which is how he discovers the uh, immunity frames thing, right? Because professional players don't yeah. use taunts. <laughs> Like, there's no reason The for only to. time taunting has ever been useful in a game is in Street Fighter 3, in which you're encouraged to taunt, because if you successfully taunt three times, different characters yep. get different bonuses. That's been the only game that I've seen so far in which taunting is actually rewarded. Exactly. And, like, in some cases, like, when you're playing somebody who's shy mm -hmm. in a fighting game, taunting will get them to act, and then, like, it's a bait system, right? And I think that's primarily what it's supposed to be yeah. for, other than the cosmetic appeal, having it as a bait system to lull an opponent into attacking. The fact that you're down for an extent, if you can knock someone down for however long, so that way you don't get hit when you're taunting, it's just adding salt into the wound. It's like, oh boy, you're down. <laughs> like you do like insert taunt here. Yeah, you suck. Exactly. Like, I'm so good. I have four seconds to spare. <laughs> yeah, while I do this meditation animation. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> It's nice. So, because after reading it, I got, I'm thinking, okay, so obviously, I said before, it's a lot of familiar stuff. I got a very good Pokemon, Digimon, like you said, Mega Man, with the chips itself. I didn't get it. We didn't really, in the pilot, I should yeah. say, we didn't really get a chance to see the chips per se. We just saw them, you know, beating the snot out of each other, like in Pokemon. Because yeah, uh, we need really needed to simplify it because yeah. of the paid requirements for the webtoon pilot. And so it mm -hmm. forced us to cut the majority of the content other than, like you said, the core aspect, which is the rivalry between these two characters and their fighting game. But there's a, there's a bunch of collectibles and a bunch of gear they have. You saw the watches, saw the you nice saw the glasses. Uh, screen tablet things they use, which is basically cell they're phones. not net navy. It's their cell, cell phone. I, it looks like I, I haven't used a freaking smartphone like that in a while. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, is this their is this like their net navy type thing? Is this is Mega Man gonna make a small cameo in the background? Yeah. I mean it's functionally yeah. the same thing. Obviously. You can't call it a PET because of, you know, not only copyright reasons, but just other logistical reasons why you wouldn't wanna have people be reminded of the thing you're also inspired by. Yeah. I mean, really, we just call everything by their name plus the word beta at the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. So you have beta glasses, beta watches. Yeah. 
just because they're normal cell phones. What would you say with the start of this project being? Because obviously, but from last week, I've been able to follow the entire time, like most of the timeline for Unhollowed. But Beta Chip is an entire surprise to me. What did what came about for this? Like, you know, what's the I see. What's the origin point of this? Hmm. To from then to That's now. That's a good question. But I believe I'm gonna say back in 2017, I was dating mm-hmm. this girl, and we were. I was doing some kind of like thought experiment stuff, both surrounding like Unhallowed and other like properties that I had. And I wanted to come up with kind of a new, new concept, right? But I noticed that there was this, this gap. Oh, I remember I was looking, I was looking at Webtoon because I wanted to become a professional comic artist at the time. And uh, I got some advice from somebody who kind of worked in the production market uh, for Hasbro. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. had told me to kind of look at what they have already, look at what's popular and what's missing, right? And so at the time, back in 2017, we had uh, Digimon hadn't come out with like a new property in a long time, probably about five to ten years. Pokemon was just doing the same Pokemon thing. There was like, you know, the whole world was barren. Yo-Kai Watch had ended. So it's like proxy battles were like in a complete dry spell back in like 2017. So I was talking mm-hmm. to my girlfriend at the time and I come up with the concept of beta chip because I, you know, put in a little bit of thought process. I'm like, OK, so Webtoons doesn't have any proxy battle series at all. This could be a huge marketing opportunity. There are no new pro- uh, proxy battle properties or whatever that are about. And so I came up with beta chip because I was like, well, it sounds like data chip and technology is like a big thing right now. And. In the near future, cell mm-hmm. phone gaming is going to be a huge thing because that's obvious. Yeah, gotcha, games, my dude. Mm-hmm. If yep, you include so. a, if you don't <laughs> include a meta joke about you know a gotcha system and beta chip, I will be surely disappointed. <laughs> that's like having a pirate character and then not having a sea right. shanty. Uh, we have cosmetics. We do gotcha cosmetics because we're yeah, we I don't so... know we're just kind of against the gotcha idea, but we understand that it works and why it works. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, I came up with that concept with her tried to do a little pilot with her, ended up falling short because she kept prioritizing other things instead of working on it mm-hmm. with me. And then fast forward a couple of years later, I'm redoing it because there's a bunch of flaws in the original pilot that I just didn't like. And then there was also a bunch of stuff that I wanted to redo because she wasn't participating anymore. And so I just needed to replace a lot of the work that she had already done. And I was also getting in touch with doing pilot or not, uh, pitch decks, pitch documents and stuff like that for companies. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that and ended up doing that for beta chip. And then I started hanging out with Delphon's room together and stuff like that. We wanted to work on something together. I convinced him to help me with this thing. Turns out it was like a match made in heaven situation. Completely redid the thing from top to bottom again with a new pitch document, new characters, new story, new everything. We had an in at Webtoon that could get us a pitch. Ended up Mm -hmm. falling through on that one for a number of unforeseeable circumstances. Well, that's Eh. unfortunate. (laughs) It's not too much of a loss. It was a, it was depressing because we like we're putting a lot of hopes and stuff into it, but ultimately the reason it yeah. failed wasn't anything that we had done. So it was like, well, that sucks. And then the most recent version again was because of the all the action contest that was done back in 2020, 2021. Yeah. And then that one I got pretty far in, did a lot of work for about half of it, I want to say. Half of it got done. And then I just couldn't continue because I got too busy and so 
here we are. Oh, boy. So it's gone through like many, many <laughs> iterations. Yeah, and it's probably better now because the Mega Man Battle Network series got its anniversary edition mm-hmm. a little bit ago. I was kind of pissed when so Digimon now... came out with using chips and a watch. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, God that... damn it. Out of all of the series, I think only, what, Digimon Tamers is the only one that actually had cards and stuff, and then eventually they just stopped using the cards. Well, there's a new card game out. Like, in the show, obviously, yeah, and then, like, is it the same, uh, is is it the, is the card game the same as the TCG that we recently got, or is it, like, two different ones? Because I'm aware that we have... Uh, a new TCG over here in the states, but is that the same card game that they have for the mobile one? Or is I those believe two it's the same games? one. It's the I... one where they have like the the battle system that's like in the middle. You have a counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eat, depending on how you play your turn, you give your opponent more mm-hmm. points, so that way they can use those points on their turn, etc. If you do a big ass play, you give your opponent basically like nine points to do whatever on their turn. And sometimes it's just better to do small things on your turn than to have a one big ass thing on uh, your turn because then you give your opponent more chances to do exactly. stuff on theirs. So yeah, it's it's that. That's the same one. Um, okay, I believe okay. originally it was just a tutorial, like a mobile tutorial that they had, okay. but then they ended up turning yeah. into a legitimate card game. And I think they released that along with the live TCG. That's cool. That's really cool because the concept seems in- the concept seems interesting enough that I can say you wanna know what if I had a deck I'll probably learn how to play but it's not gonna be my mm-hmm. main TCG so the card system in Tamers only really because I believe there was a, even a Tamers card game at some point that's why that they really wanted mm-hmm. to push the cards so at some point they just kind of stopped with it because you you know you had the different Digimon having like extra powers and extra weapons and stuff but eventually they just stopped doing that and the only reason they use the cards is just to digivolve i think later you get some no actually no it's the same digivolve card because i know one of the smaller characters like the uh, character's sister ends up getting a digimon and she's like look i'm i'm a tamer too it's like what the hell when did you get that thing and then someone gives her a card so that way, when, like, the big final arc happens, her Digimon is like, hey, so I can't have you, like, fight on the top line. So can you Digivolve me and I can go fight? And it's like, you got this. And then she Digivolves and goes yeah. fights. So that's interesting. Luck- so now with Beta Chip, you're going to be able to be in a climate that has been craving for this material for a while. Because I'll have you know, Mega Man Battle Network Anniversary whatever like the the 15th i believe it's the 15th anniversary or might be the 25th i legit can't remember the anniversary collection sold out in japan and pre-orders have been not fulfilled for a lot of people so they drastically underestimated how well this stupid thing would sell and it's capcom so you know if you guys are annoyed at insert company is not doing insert thing anymore well guess what capcom is one of the companies that will flat out say this did not sell we're going to wait 10 years, and then we're going to try again. And then if this doesn't sell, we're going to wait 10 years again. Because we're not going to put money into something that does mm-hmm. not sell. And they are freaking famous for this. You guys want more Mega Man shit? Yeah, good, good luck. Nope. Nothing. You're going to have to do Mega Man adjacent stuff. If you want more Mega Man Zero, play Bla- uh, play Azure Striker Gunvolt. Because it's the same team. It's the sim- It's similar gameplay. But it's, quote-unquote, not Mega Man Zero. Because Capcom doesn't make any more right. Mega Man games. But luckily, they'll make ports of older games and resell it to you. But I will admit, the new collection is a banger. So, 
Now, are you going to be focused? Like, what's the if because you expose you gave us its DNA? What would you say the percentages are for insert thing here? Are we talking this series is going to be more Mega Man esque, more Pokemon esque, or more Digimon esque? I'd say it's a healthy mix, fifty fifty between. Well, we'll say. 40-40 between, I want to say, Metabots and mm-hmm. Digimon. Okay. Right? With a 10% Pokemon, 10% Mega okay. Man. Because that's where you get your beta chips and your different, quote-unquote, Mon and the some of the designs, right? Exactly. And so, and then we have a pretty good, um, pretty good system for creating beta beasts as well that I like to use that I developed. It is a typing system where the types don't necessarily matter other than like the abilities that the beasts are able to use and their design choices and stuff like that and like different ways that they'll play. But ultimately there isn't like a huge advantage versus disadvantage because I didn't like I get why Pokemon does it. It gives it a little bit of a little bit of you know, strategy to their gameplay and stuff like that. Where Digimon fails, Digimon basically has the same thing I do, where it's like, yeah, there is a typing system. Uh, you could totally ignore it, though, because it doesn't really matter. You know, and the ty- the system that they have is more evolutionary, where it's like, oh, yeah, champions. It doesn't really matter there. It's just, oh, yeah. that's the type of Digimon they are. There's no right. inherent bonus, to my understanding, of virus beats this and this beats that and that beats virus it's all just no that's just their typing whereas in pokemon there's in there is inherent advantages and disadvantages for being one type right to the point where you would rather not have a pokemon that has four type weaknesses because of its typing exactly you'd rather have a team that has less type issues exactly um which encourage you to get more pokemon mm-hmm. but i wanted the same kind of appeal that metabots and digimon have where you only get one and that's like it's your special bond because for me i don't know I'm, i've never been a collector mm-hmm. of anything other than knowledge so for me like collecting as many pets as possible feels like i'm dividing my tension between them all and they're like all a little less special to me because of it so i'd rather have one that i can devote my entirety to and make the best of instead of just as many as possible. Mm-hmm. Because that way you don't have to come up with like, oh, here's the fire type. Here's freaking uh, fire beats grass and grass beats water and water is easily beaten by thunder. Like You have to make how many? Because the original Pokemon still had, what, like 18 types when it came out? Yeah, something like that. And they're up to... God, who knows who much now? <laughs> yeah, because you have go like ghost or no ghost was in the original. You have dragon, fairy, etc. Like a lot more now, just so they can for balancing reasons. So what ends up happening is in the pilot itself, we have what heavy type, I believe we saw. So one yeah. of the types that you ended up coming well, up with these. Uh, so there's heavy, medium, and light, which are fighting game terms, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so those would be the primary, like, quote unquote, types that matter. But there are, let me see if I could pull up a sheet here um, of my, because it's been a long time since I've taken a look mm-hmm. at it, because um, I only use it when I'm developing beta beasts. Uh, beta chip documentation. Here we go. I also have an entire library of beta beasts with, like, names and types and stuff, just kind of at the ready for when I want to pick one. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the uh, elemental ability grid. So I have positive and negative polarities of each typing, mm-hmm. which gets me, I think, 18 out of nine categories. Gives me 18 types. Okay. So here are the categories, which is fire, water, growth, metal, wind, void, light, poison, and 
sound. And mm. then underneath fire, you have combustion and generation are the two types. Combustion is a positive type. Generation is a, or I guess it's active and uh, active and passive. So active type would be combustion. They have abilities like flames, bombs, heat blasts, grenades, yada, yada, yada. Right. It's like active fire manipulation and generation. Mm -hmm. Then under generation, you have things like shots, smoking, static, lighting, lightning, speed, stun, that kind of thing. Bunch of less flashy, more uh, secondary abilities related to fire. Right. Uh And it's like that all the way down the uh, all the way down the list. Water, you have slow and freeze growth. You have growth and harden. Metal, you have alloy and construction. So, like, some beta beasts will be able to build things. Mm-hmm. Under wind, you have force and flight. So, using wind to actively fight something versus using fl- uh, flight to or wind to manipulate manipulate yourself, right? Okay. It's like external versus internal. Void mm. translation versus uh, absence. So, same deal. Is uh, Do I want to enact something, uh, enact on somebody else or on myself? Light has radiation and vision. Poison has acid and toxin. Sound has vibration and waves. And so the abilities change per database, like whatever makes more sense or whatever. I might make one up that's like, oh, yeah, this this makes more sense. But otherwise, I can just pick from the categories. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Okay. okay. It's interesting that you're it's interesting you give it a bit more thought than a lot of people <laughs> tend to do for series like this. You know, usually they give a bit of. Kind of copy, like, I don't mean to rag on anyone, but, you know, usually get, like, a copy and paste. It's like, okay, so mm. here's not Pokemon, right? Now, th- admittedly, it's still a little too early for myself to judge, but you have enough in Beta Beast from the pie that I could say it has Pokemon in its DNA, but it's definitely, if you'll excuse the, the wording right here, Beta Chip is definitely not a not Pokemon series. Yeah, they're called Pokemon. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I thought Fakemon was your at like you're designing Pokemon for the series, but it's unofficial. I believe Pokemon. it's both. I believe it's both because I end up so saying like, that a lot. In Legend of Tintin or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called is a Fakemon series where you have like Pokemon, but they're not Pokemon, and you can use guns. Mm-hmm. Right. Jeez. An example being there's this game on Steam that's a Mega Man spiritual successor called uh, One Step from Eden. And it's mm. and it's quote unquote a not Mega Man game, even though it has Mega Man Battle Network as its core, as it's uh, a lot of its DNA is from there. Right. So if you, you kind of get what the the wording is from. Exactly. Yeah. And that was something me and Delphons really wanted to focus on with Beta Ship is because, like I said, he's like so entrenched in that kind of area of consumption mm-hmm. that he's like intimately familiar with all of these things. We really wanted to make something that was unique and individualized and there's like since then since i came up with my beta chip idea there's been other people who have like noticed the same patterns as i did and like started their own properties and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. there's like d spirits spirits of falone and some other things yeah i remember there's a couple kickstarters that i saw yeah so spirits of falone is basically a not pokemon pokemon card game deer spirits is similar but i would say it's closer to digimon than it is pokemon Mm -hmm just in terms of like sensibilities it was pretty fun to realize like we all had not only did we all have similar ideas in how we approached this but we also had similar ideas in what the first generation would look like mm-hmm. which is just base it off of pokemon but not make it pokemon yeah right so 
You want it to be well, from Middle but not a carbon copy. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but like in D Spirits, their titular like main beast or whatever main spirit is a uh, lightning lion, right. right? As opposed to a lightning mouse. I have a lightning raccoon as opposed to a lightning mouse. And then I don't know what Spirits of Falone has. I didn't really pay that much yeah, attention. Specifically a raccoon, not the cute little tanuki. Yes. That was also a huge thing in beta chip. So all the beta beasts are based on real life uh, species of animals. So instead of just having one or two bear type beta beasts, mm -hmm. you would have a bear or you would have a sun bear beta beast, a moon bear beta beast, a grizzly bear beta beast, a polar bear beta beast, right? It, it literally goes all the way down to the species level and then mm -hmm. you can type them. So like you're you can have one of the 18 types of sun bear beta beast. The one that's featured in beta chip, uh, the main character is a combustion based heavy type flame sun bear beta right. beast. And then you can use an alpha chip to change them into a freeze type, water type, heavy type moon bear beta I beast. I see. Can they it now kind of to gamify it a bit for strategic purposes? Is this more can you change it during the match or is it more like at the beginning where you end up choosing their type before they go in? So that way you, can, you uh -huh. Oh, you can change it during okay. the match. Because here I'm thinking you, you play little mind games with your opponent where it's like, OK, so they think I'm going in with this beta beast with this loadout but I'm actually going in with this loadout or it, kind of uh, to give a Magic the Gathering example, someone's playing a deck and the moment they play their land, immediately you know, all right, they're in this colors, I'm in this meta, what could they be? You know, mm. as soon as they tap it and they bring out their first card, they know, all right, so you're running, you, you, you played a, uh, I'm sorry for this very specific example because I play Magic the Gathering. So let's say someone plays an Urza Saga, immediately you could think, okay, so... Urza Saga, they're probably running Affinity, Hammer Time, and a couple other just good artifact-based decks. Or they're running that land, that card so they can get an important artifact to get the, to get the, the, the deck going. Because basically what Urza Saga does is it, when it dies on its final thing, it'll give you an artifact that's, you know, costs one or zero. And there's a lot of cards in Magic, in, like in Modern per se, that a lot of decks run around a one-costed artifact. So you have cards like uh, Amulet of Vigor. You have, there's this thing called Hammer Time, where basically the entire point of the deck is to equip one creature with a giant-ass hammer and swing for lethal. And it's a very yeah. good deck, too. So that, that's kind of where I'm going with. It's like they're kind of playing mind games where, okay, so you have this beta beast. You're, all right, I know you're running this beta beast, but what typing are you? Because now I got to think, well, how can I change my strategy up when I see it? Right, exactly. And like uh, to give it more of a fighting game kind of comparison, it's similar to like in the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games or in uh, Dragon Ball Tenkaichi. There mm. you have you go in to fight with a team, mm -hmm. you know, so you have like two support characters that you can swap into and out of at will. It's effectively the same okay. thing. I can vibe with that. Yeah. So, but you only get one beta beast. So it's like that's why you have the alpha chips is to change your beta right. beast. So you can only have the one. You can't have like a Pokemon team per se. Or no, it's more Digimon than Pokemon in that respect. Yeah, exactly. Or Metabots as well. Metabots is the same. Metabots. Metabots. Attack Such a good mode. Show. Attack mode. Metabee. 
Oh my god, Meta B was such an asshole. He, he was. was. He was such an asshole. There's an episode where they. Oh, I can't remember the main the kid's name. What was it? Uh, not Ken. I, I can't. The main remember. character. Yeah, the main character. Uh, Meta Bot's main character. I like. It's, yeah, I think you're right with it starting with a K. Because they Americanized all like of the it. names. Iki. That's what Iki. it was. Iki. Okay. I was wondering why that sounded familiar. So at one point, there's an episode where Iki like made a spare body out of the parts that he won for Metabi, and Metabi's thinking is like, "Oh, so you're getting another Metabot then?" It's like, dude, do you not recognize your own parts? You literally lost. <laughs> you literally lost your legs in a, a couple episodes before. And I, I I understand why they got rid of the whole like you stealing parts thing later on, or they just you know didn't acknowledge it as much because IRL that would have been a bitch. It's like, well, you lose, give me your parts. It's like. But I bought this toy. This toy is like $30, and now you're stealing my stuff? Yeah. Because eventually you get into a logistical issue where theoretically one person can just beat everyone enough times that they just steal all the parts. Because you have to give up a part every time. So eventually you'll get to a point where people show up to fights without parts because they can't have replacements. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, I really like the the character designs of Metabots. How everybody is basically reduced to simple shapes. Because yeah. it allows the animators to just really go ham. But they also have watches in uh, Metabots, which is a big thing, obviously. Yeah. And Beta Chip. And uh, the main character, or not the main character, but <laughs> he goes to a store and there's like a clerk who has like the secret backstory of being a Metabots champion uh -huh. or whatever. And he's like just real infatuated with Metabots, which is why he works at this metabot store so i did something similar in beta chip where one of the characters don uh who's benny's best friend his family operates out of the top floor of a game shop that they uh -huh. own and uh his older brother is the same deal where he's like a ex beta beta beast champion or whatever and he just runs a store for the family oh, wow. so and they have a big family he's got like you know two sisters he's got an older brother he's the youngest of everybody it's pretty oh, fun boy. That's neat. Big family to bounce back and forth on. Because a lot of series like this, you know, usually the main character is an only child or, you know, parents aren't really... Because parents in insert whatever series, ha <laughs> ha you must jest. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing in, in Beta Chip as well, where Benny spends a lot of his time kind of living as a tertiary, like a tertiary brother mm -hmm. to this family or whatever. Uh, but his mom is around. She just works a lot. I believe she's a doctor. And then her father... Or her, yeah, her father is the creator of Beta Chip. He's like a researcher who did all the developmental techniques and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, because when Benny was a kid, he lost his arm in an accident, and became super depressed or whatever. And so to give him something fun to do, the grandpa made Beta Aww, Chip. That's cute. Yeah. Now, here's a question that kind of bugs me in some series like this. Now, is does the world revolve around Beta Chip, or is Beta Chip just happen to be? one of the like, games or activities that you could do in the game. Oh, you got to know that it revolves around beta chip. It's not so much so as like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon or something like that, where everything that hey, is done in that world has to I'm going to mug chip. you. Huh, you can't mug me <laughs> unless I duel you first. Oh, exactly. damn. No, it's uh, what it is, is the beta beasts are actually AI companions, much in the Mega way Man. of uh, Mega Man. And so they do daily functions like running traffic lights okay. and stuff. Okay. Figure out ask because a lot of times I'm thinking, okay, are they going to go a little too ham on the whole the world revolves around it? 
because <laughs> it gets ridiculous because in Yu-Gi-Oh, you get like, oh, the fate of the world is dependent on a children's card game. Yes, the children's card game. I love uh, it. And then in... Um... It's it's similar to that with like Metabots, right? Because there's like a... There's a uh, uh, competitive company or whatever who's trying to steal uh, Metabee because Metabee has like some sort of AI in his system that yeah. uh, uh, will allow them to unlock some sort of capital potential and take over the world. I think that has to... Uh, with Metabots, I can kind of give it a pass because they were hiding it in the coin instead of... You know, the world revolt, like the world is going to end. It's just, well, how are we going to hide this super illegal thing? Well, just put it in a freaking Metabot coin. They're not going to find out. Metabots are everywhere. And then right. lose the coin. Yeah. So, so it makes sense. Like in the first episode, Iki just randomly finds it. Like, all right, well, sure, sweet. I guess uh, I get my own. I do appreciate that, though, where he's like, he gets a Metabot or whatever, and then he doesn't have enough money for the fucking coin. So he just can't. He doesn't have a metabot. He's like, that's all I need, right? Nope, you need the coin, too. And that's like a whole nother thing. And he's like, damn, I don't have enough money for that. And then he finds it like in the river or something like that. Yeah. Hanging around. That, well, he's like, sweet. Oh, great. Saves me like a hundred something bucks that I don't have. Awesome. Exactly. Oh, man. Iki, I found super relatable all the time. And I love that his like bully characters. <laughs> One of the things I absolutely love and I borrowed for Beta Chip as well is the bully character becomes like a cheerleader mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like first they're picking on him and then he fucking kicks their ass. And then from then on, they're like, hey, don't mess with Iki. He's yeah. cool. Because they're all but kids. That, like, so it yeah. makes sense. So the one girl in there in Beta Chip, Maya or whatever, she starts out that way. She's a bully character that's like running this kind of gambit out of school where she's uh, running what's called her wager brawls. Mm -hmm. And so she's betting Beta Chips and then beating people and then taking their Beta Chips. And like this is like a huge issue because Beta Chips are relatively expensive. It's like fucking 10 to 15 dollars per Beta Chip. And this is for like kids, though, you know what I mean? Like it's like in middle school, like it's the same price. What I price that as is the same price as like a Beyblade growing up. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Oh, freak. That, yeah, that, like that shit was crack. If you had, if you brought a Beyblade to middle school, you were the hot shit, right? Especially right. if it was one of the like the on brand ones for the show, because those were expensive. They were fifteen dollars. Those were metal too. Like yeah. they, they're plastic now, but back in the day, those things were huge and they were metal. Well, they they were mainly plastic for the um, attack ring and the base. But everything inside was metal, yeah. And they got smaller for the new generations, and they used plastic for the majority of the piece. I don't even think they... They don't use metal anymore. I think it's only the very, very bottom piece that's metal. Uh, they used metal for... I want to say... Well, they used metal for the one that was, like, specifically metal. There was, mm-hmm. like, a metal generation or whatever. So they used metal for that one. But everything else, yeah, I believe they're, like, mainly plastic. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, the idea is that she's running this gambit at school... Benny and Don get involved and she's like doing like straight up queen shit. Like she she has kids uh, who owe her beta chips just lined up and like stacked on top of each other to form a throne in the classroom that she's like perched upon and then she can like walk down their backs as steps to approach people. <laughs> and so they get involved with this and try and take her out. And uh, eventually they do win and her entire like conglomeration is like dismantled and stuff like that. But she becomes like a friend, like part of the group from then on as being the, uh, the kind of antagonistic one, the Vegeta of the group, mm-hmm. you know? 
It's like if Benny's Goku and Don is Krillin, then Maya would be a Vegeta. But did she commit mass genocide and then be immediately forgiven just because they helped him the one time? Nope, she did not. But she did, like I say, use children as a chair. Mm. Well, you know, some people are into that, so that could get a pass. Committing mass genocide, I'm pretty sure no one's into that. Yeah, relatively right. speaking. So, yeah, I, I said that's a pretty good win. Okay, yeah. someone's clearly a bottom. Now they're literally a bottom. <laughs> so, boom, there you go. I mean, hey, what uh, if need be, we'll see what's going on. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, with all that going on, what's the general idea that you're going with now with the series like what's the game plan where are we going after this pilot and the stuff that you're working on right now and more importantly is this the quote-unquote main project that you're going to be working on no not necessarily <clears throat> mainly just because it takes a lot of effort and the tower comic format i haven't always been like the hugest fan of and stuff like that i do love the project it's fantastic and stuff like that and there's a lot of potential in it but i think I don't know. As far as to test goes, I'm just going to get it done and get it ready for to test and then submit it. And then we'll see kind of like what goes on from there. Delphons is doing game development stuff as he mm -hmm. learns to make games. And then eventually he might make a beta chip game. I know we were working on a card game, but he lost the original cards for it. So we don't have that anymore but he might rebuild it at mm -hmm. some point if he finds the time or the motivation to do that and so it, there's a lot of stuff kind of like in the works that we had started and just didn't work okay. on uh for one reason or another so but it, you know it I'm might have a pin in that we're gonna we're gonna get back to it when we got the time to when we got the experience and see where we go from there right exactly okay, okay. Out of all the beta beasts that you got so far, who's your favorite? And more importantly, this is the this is the very important question. So you got to make sure you really think about it. Fox beta beast win. Fox beta beast win. I feel like it. Uh, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wonder if I do have one. Let me let me see if I have one on here that is a fox. Uh, there's a crane, a pony, anglerfish, dwarf goat, uh, lab, house cat, uh, savannah house cat specifically, mm -hmm. the monkeys, dragons, cobras, krill, axolotl. Uh, oh, an axolotl, neat. Yeah, honeypot ant, blanket octopus, panda ant. No, 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 uh, fox. Shakes my head, freaking missing out on the best animal. Indeed, I even have a tortoise in here and an a African wild man. Dog. Turtles are cool, dude. Um, Galata monkey, leaf mantis, okapi, Herculean beetle. Ooh, and a beetle. Like I, I'm not a fan of bugs, but I can appreciate beetles. Maybe it's because yeah. of Common Rider, like the whole yeah, beetle probably, motif. Probably yeah. <laughs> passed off change beetle or uh or beetleborgs I, I know it's metal fighter whatever in japan but i i know it is beetleborgs big yeah. bad beetleborgs uh main wolf red panda you know, you got a yeah. Red. yeah okay i mean yeah, you do fox like if i have to settle for a, for fox like i guess i will because in... the world's fucking longest legs bro it's insane have you ever seen a main wolf <laughs> Really? Yeah, let me send you a picture not. real quick. Let me send you a picture of this maned wolf. Maned wolf. Yeah, that was okay. like part of the reason that I had gotten it. Is like, I was like, oh damn, this thing looks crazy. Here you you know, 
if you get a chance to check out Adam, holy shit, yeah, this look, I think it just might be because of the way it's standing and the way the fur is, but yeah, you're right, holy hell, the legs are... As... No, it's like in every single picture that I see, this thing has like long-ass fucking Freaking legs. Freaking hell, man, this is, this is like when you're looking at one of those, uh, like, sexy anime artists, and all of the character is in the leg. Like, yeah. uh, if you uh, know Rita, who designed Minamoto no Raiko for Fate, all that dude's designs are in the legs, and they have no waist whatsoever, so you can, like, snap them like a twig. Wow. Yeah, no, every time I see any of those designs, I'm like, yeah, sure, very pretty lady, but can you give her a sandwich? Like, I'm usually not one of those SJW types, but come on, man, you gotta give the bitch a goddamn sandwich. She, don't, she look like she's hungry. And it looks like she has, like, three joints in her legs instead of the one. Mm -hmm. Or this one, it's like, holy hell, you can stack two bodies in those legs, and then you still got the normal body for the wolf and this is a it's wolf. absolutely insane i have no idea yeah i have no idea why it's so tall i think it's because it like it mainly operates in tall grass it looks like a hyena why. yeah almost it just, get, it, just, it just needs the spots and then it's totally a hyena yeah but you know I, I, normally i would go in and i'd do a bunch of research and stuff like that and then figure out a design based on all of that but at the very least i have a list of stuff that i've planned um, so the main wolf is a active void type, which would be translation. So it would do teleportation, black holes, teleport other people kind of thing. As a light uh, steel. This is the wolf, right? Or the main okay. wolf. Yeah. Because here I'm thinking, you know, a uh, fun turtle fact, depending on the species of turtle, holding it from the side or holding it from the back of the neck is actually more optimal. So I believe I do not quote me on this. Because obviously I'm watching YouTube shorts and everything else and doing like minor research. But if you have a snapping turtle, it's smarter to hold it on the sides because the snapping turtle can bite you if you try and hold it from the ending of the shell right above the neck. But mm. if you hold it from the sides, it physically can't reach that. I mean, it might try and claw you, but, you know, it won't snap you like a snapping turtle is known for. Whereas a normal turtle or like a tortoise, you know its neck can't reach that ba that far back in order to, to bite you at your hand. Right. So, nifty little animal facts. I believe there's a there's a lot of nifty little animal things that you could put in. Like, there's a bunch of manga series out there that are just, here's a random fun fact about an animal while you're exploring animals. Like the, uh, what was it? The, uh, it was a CG show. What was it? Uh, Kimono Friends, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like every episode you get like the waifuized version of insert animal here and then you get a bunch of fun facts. And right. then you get a sort of post-apocalyptic story out of the series, which was one hell of a turn. I did not think it would go to. But I mean, hey, it was neat. Dude, oh, yeah. That show was so dumb because it, it took into like episode three for the wheels to turn in the opening. That show had little to no budget whatsoever. It's great. Oh, man. So now we have... A lot of different interesting bits going on for Beta Chip. And here I'm thinking, man, this dude better put a freaking fox in this damn series. Or I'm going to be a little <laughs> miffed. But on a more. I just don't want you touching it inappropriately. That's I am not. What the frick? <laughs> don't oh, shake my head, throwing me under the goddamn bus <laughs> like that. What are you insinuating there? I don't know. The tail is fluffy. Exactly freaking fluffy tail I admittedly trying to pet a fox irl is probably one of the worst things you could do because those fuckers do not have any restraint and they will bite 
Like, yeah. Even if you have a domesticated fox, there's training that you have to understand that at one point you need to stop petting it because it doesn't have the control to... Un- it doesn't have, I guess... I guess we didn't domesticate them enough to the point where, you know, they know there's a difference between a play bite between a dog and a play bite with a human. And, mm. you know, canines and dog or canines, specifically the ones we domesticated, they have an idea of a play bite with a dog and a play bite with a human. Whereas, you know, if you get a fox, that thing doesn't know what's the difference. It's just going to bite you really hard no matter what you do. Right. And you have to have, like, special permits and stuff. And it's just a pain in the ass to get an IRL fox as a pet. But it's still really cool to see them. And they have that little, like, yip that they do. Like, they don't bark. It's like a yip. So it's one, yeah. of, the, it's one of the few, like, you know, you know how some countries... What about the uh, ringing, ding, 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 ding? I will leave this call. <laughs> I will leave this call, and now the entire episode will be lost. This will become another lost episode after just hearing that. I, I am now... I can feel myself becoming cringe. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sakes. Oh, man. For fuck's sakes. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> oh, man. So, if you, where do you, what do you personally want to see in the series going forward? Obviously, you know, you can't really work on it as much, but what's the one thing that you definitely want to add and be, yeah, I'm glad I was able to put this in here. For the series, nothing really. We, like I said, we did a uh, pitch document and stuff like that. So we mm-hmm. have a plan for like everything that's supposed to be in the series. So everything that's that we have planned for it, it's like it's we got it. Okay, now. okay. I guess uh, there was something an idea that we were playing with called a beta gear, which is supposed to be like the um, dual discs from Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, like boy. Data chip and stuff like that but I, we haven't figured out a way to make it like make sense so yeah. we're skipping that for now when you can have most of the fight happen on your phone why would you need the dual disc exactly you know, this becomes impractical you're adding in a lot of toyetic things just for the sake of having a toy and not for the good of the story well not only that but like the active the activity of like popping open your watch taking out a beta chip slamming it down and then slamming close your watch it's like a four-part process is fucking sick. So we don't really have a way to do that with like the the beta gear without having like something you know holding it on your arm and it all it does is hold beta chips and then you could slide the beta chip out and then into your watch or something like that. I don't know, but you got plans. other than you got the cosmetic plans. reasons. Yeah, it's like it's just the idea is like it's something we'll figure out eventually. We just haven't yet. And so right now it's kind of on the back burner. But we have like different locations, like a brawl parlor or no, a beta parlor. There's a beta parlor and then a brawl park. So the brawl parks are like these little stage events where you can go and uh, use their VR, AR technology. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's like projectors and stuff like that, like in Yu-Gi-Oh! where they have like projectors to show what cards you're playing and stuff like that. You can go and interact with your beta beast in the brawl parks by having, which is like what they're at here in the one shot here in the pilot. They're at a brawl park. You see the stage and stuff like that that they're using. So that's what a brawl park would look like effectively. And then the beta parlor is where you can go and like do pet related things with your beta beasts. And you can rent haptic gloves and stuff like that. So you can do things like pick it up and actually feel it and whatnot, pet it, that kind of thing. It's like those, uh, it's like those Tomagachi games on the DS or one of those, uh, pets game for the DS where you train it, you pick it up, you groom it, you feed it berries, you do X, you do Y, you're treating it well. Exactly. 
Exactly. You treat it like a pet. So you got your options. You can treat it like a Pokemon or you can treat it like a no, pet. That's, that's pretty neat. Okay. One little thing I wanted to throw in there. I got a pretty de- I, I got a good chuckle out of that last page. Like the one panel just because Yeah, uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of these stupid battle scenes go on for so fucking long that they're like, and we have a winner! We have a winner! It's this person over here! It's like, what? You guys are taking freaking forever. Yes. We wanted a, we wanted a way to have Maya more involved. Don's kind of involved because he's like, you know, he does a little commentary and whatnot throughout, mm-hmm. but or whatever. But like, by the time we were writing it or whatever, we got into the end, we're like, you know, Maya's not really in here at all. Besides, at the beginning, is the instigator. Mm-hmm. What would be a great way to have her included? And then we're like, ah, she wins the tournament because this thing has gone on for too long. It's fuck. It's funny. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was that was a decent chuckle. I didn't burst out laughing. I was like, ah, <laughs> that's funny. Yes, absolutely. And that's the idea. That's what we were going. I don't know for. if it was like a meta. I don't know if it was like a meta thing because a lot of these, you know, shown in battle series go on for like, oh, it's supposed to be like three. Like, what was it? The final fight with Goku and or the first fight. It, the final fight on Namek with Goku and Frieza was supposed to be five minutes. And that fight was three hours and something minutes long. That, yes. that, that's a long five minutes. <laughs> I was recently rewatching uh, DBZ Abridged. And they, uh-huh. they make that comment where every time Frieza mentions minutes or something. And then Goku's like, do you know what a minute is? <laughs> Frieza's See, like, shut up. <laughs> this is what happens when I do this under pressure. And it's like, it's okay. We all have, you know, uh, premature uh, explosions or something. <laughs> and, oh, man, it's, it's great. No, I, I love that little thing right there. And then, obviously, you have the referee who just rips off his clothes into the referee. It's like, let's, uh, let's brawl! Yeah, so they're, um, the referees are actually a trio. They're like a Team Rocket-esque people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're Super Sentai. So they have like Super Sentai forms. It's so, oh, it's so dumb. I'm gonna love it. Yeah, here. Let me send oh, you the. Um, let me send you the uh, the the designs real quick. Let me pop I, them open. I got the fucking Ginyu Forester. I don't know if that's their official thing, but just the. Uh, I don't remember Toku what they're Sentai. saying. Tokusentai. I don't know if they actually put that in the show itself, but the freaking abridged version. Anytime they show up. Tokusentai. Tokusentai. Oh, wow, that is so... Th- you based them off of Akiba Ranger? I did, yeah. <laughs> Damn straight you did! <laughs> oh, my God. If they don't get... <laughs> Great, this is ecstatic. Oh, man. I... <laughs> so they're called the RGB. So there's red, blue, and green. Green okay. isn't colored in these designs. Yeah. yeah. Um, And their leader is ultraviolet. And they're all like, you know, all, all the members of this organization are colored. Mm-hmm. Their code names are colored. Um, and they operate for the company Roundtable Industries. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Rainbow Table. Rainbow Table Industries. And they're the competitor to the Beta Chip Corporation, and they essentially want to steal the Beta Chip technology. I can't get over I I don't want to derail this, but one of the dumb, fun quirks I love about some designs is the scarf cape thing. Because mm-hmm. in his normal design, it's like an ascot or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when he, you know, when he henshins up, he gets like the dumb scarf cape thing. I love that. Yes. It's it's goofy, but it's fun. <laughs> like there's a couple fake characters that have like the dumb scarf thing, but it's cool though. 
You know? It's, so, it's Red's personality is based on... Um, you remember in Lucky Star? The mm-hmm. fucking anime store oh, guy? him? The anime manager? Yeah, he's based oh, on him. Great, that's gonna be fun. Oh, fuck. You uh, his name up... was like, uh, oh, Meito Anizawa. The fact you bring up Lucky Star, I wonder how many people are gonna remember that. Well, th- this guy isn't even from Lucky Star. He was just used in Lucky Star because the... Uh, what you gonna call it the fucking studio mm-hmm. kyoto animation did the original back in the 80s or in the 90s the original advertisements for uh oh, animate, right, right. the animate store but I yeah f- i forgot about that the image his name is meipo anizawa or also known as anime oh this dude looks like he's designed by the he looks like he's freaking designed by the guy that did uh i'm trying to remember his name uh double man creator yeah um, I don't know if he was, but it's the same same style because that was really popular around that time. Yeah, freaking seeing uh, I'm trying. What was it? Uh, something Devil Dante or Demon Lord Dante? Something like that is basically not the main character from Devil uh Devil Man Crybaby. <laughs> like the dude has like such a similar style that all of his characters, like all of his main characters, t- tend to like blend in with each other. So. Oh man, hold on. Let me actually uh show some respect to his name and actually, you know, give him actual uh, He also credit. did Blazing Transfer Student, what I'm gonna say. Which was this guy here. To show to give actual respect, the creator of Double Man was Go Nagai. Yeah. You yeah. know, your uh Violence Jack, your Mazinger Z. Uh did he do Cutie Honey? I think he did Cutie Honey. I think he did, yeah. Okay. So yeah. He's, uh, I will admit, he's one of the create, he's one of the creators that have a series that they just keep freaking remaking and freaking hell, just (laughs) how many times have we gotten like a new, like there's how many spinoffs of Double Man and how many new versions of Mazinger that we've gotten? Who knows, man, but it's a classic. It is. I I enjoy it. Cryberry was, excuse me, Crybaby was kind of meh. In all honesty, but it was it was entertaining. It was entertaining at least. But no, yeah. I, I dig this retro style, especially like, because it's older. You get to appreciate it from where it oh. was to where it is now. To see it like fully animated in the crazy style that they do yeah. in Lucky Star, because there's like crazy, insane Z depth, three sixty camera movement type bullshit or whatever with the watercolor on every frame. Yeah, and this is a really grounded in reality. And it's a cutesy slice of life, whatever show with these like high school girls. And then you have this guy showing up and it's like he's animated by an entirely (laughs) different studio. Legendary girl. Hey, (laughs) um, if I listen, bro, now you got to get this thing going. I got to see more of this dork. Now, Mm -hmm. the more important question. Is it actually taken seriously or they're doing these fucking Sentai poses and stuff and everyone's looking around. I'm looking like, what are they doing? Like they look like dorks. People, people do do that. They're like, oh, these guys are weird. And they acknowledge Um, that they're dorks. Yes. So the thing is, Red is the one who's like mainly into it. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's the guy who fits the mold. Mm-hmm. Blue is a girl who joined the company because it'll look good on her resume. Yeah. Um, and then Green needed a part-time job. So, like, his two teammates are not too into it. But something that we really wanted to do, something that we really wanted to do for these guys was um, not have them be incompetent. Where they're, like, ex- we wanted to make them extremely competent, but they mm-hmm. fail for things that they can't foresee. 
right? They just have terrible luck. Because we didn't want them to just be stupid and be like, oh, I didn't see this coming! You know, that kind of rocket. Yeah, we wanted them to be extremely competent and good at their jobs. They're just terribly unlucky, you know? Like, for example, if they're trying to tail somebody and they hack into, like, some sort of super-secret government system and they steal a bunch of assets and, like, all this stuff is going right, and then at the last second, the person, like, trips and gets onto the wrong bus on accident or something mm-hmm. like that. Something that I completely couldn't foresee. And then, like, yeah. the whole thing is fucked up because of it. And they're like, yeah. And then, like, in certain extreme cases, they call Ultraviolet, who um, just brings too much. She's the type of person to bring a bazooka to a gunfight. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, like, she'll fly in with, like, an Apache helicopter and uh, hang out the fucking window and do some paratrooping stuff, all for making sure that her little sister gets to school on time. All right, <laughs> it's like that's way overkill, that kind of thing. And th- those are the kind of characters that are over at the Rainbow Table Corporation. Jokes on you, bitch! I brought a nuke to a gunfight. Right? Oh my god! Oh man! Th- just mentioning this makes me super excited to eventually get to the Tokusatsu episode. So, with this hype and amazing awesome sauce, got any closing ideas that you want to give off for Beta Chip? Because I'm on it like. With these guys, I'm honestly excited to see where you end up going with it. Hopefully, at some point, you get a chance to finish this and go yeah, forward well, with it. Because this is, like, dumb fun that you can appreciate. Oh, 100%. It's absolutely amazing. But uh, it's, you know, it's due August 30th. Um, so I'm finishing it this month. I'm coloring stage right now. I'm coloring... Page one is pretty much completely done. I'm coloring page two out of seven pages. So... Oh, boy. Um... We're going, we're going through it. So I guess read Beta Chip when it's out on Tatesk. Vote for it if you can. That kind of thing. And we'll see it here in a couple of weeks. Oh boy, this is gonna be great. This is DG Gina standing by. All right, hasta la vista.